Blog Talk Radio. At first I was afraid, I was petrified, kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. But then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong, and I grew strong, and I learned how to get along and so you're back. Yvonne Mason, and tonight is Ladies' Night. This whole week has been nothing but shows. From Monday to Saturday night, we have had a full week of shows. I'm tired, but that's okay. We've had a lot of fun, and tonight will be no different. <laughs> I want to thank all of y'all for joining us tonight. As as most of you know, this is not my show. I just facilitate it. It belongs to the guest. It belongs to to the to the listeners. We're heard in over 200 countries, ladies and gentlemen, and we have a listening base with all the podcasts this thing goes up on of over 250,000 listeners. Just on this show alone, which is going into its third year, we're at almost 136,000 listeners. So that's even with everything that was going on in my life. The show just exploded. I, I don't know. I think it just took on its own life form to keep me insane. But that being said... I want to welcome each and every one of you to the show. There's a way to get on this show. There's also a way to be heard on this show. You can either come on as a guest or you can become a sponsor for the show. And I'm not in it to get rich, ladies and gentlemen. I just want you to be heard. 
contact me at offthechainradio at yahoo.com and I will give you all the particulars. And with that being said, I want to welcome some of our sponsors to the show tonight. Do you love thrilling whodunits, cozy mysteries, or sizzling suspense with dangerous twists and turns? Well, each one has secrets, and one of those secrets could get them all killed. Often death is just the beginning, but what if the damage was already done? The answers revealed in Death and Damage is keeping you on the edge of your seat with hair-raising homicides as you discover mysterious secrets, deadly assassins, and cold-blooded killers. And this thrilling box set of 24th breathtaking tales of Death and Damages. Pre-order your box set now at deathanddamages.com, just 99 cents. You cannot beat 24 stories for 99 cents. Traveler Pelton has also been on this show. And for November, she's got a special offer going on her website for all of you people getting ready for the holiday season. She's offering postpaid sets for trilogies for $25 a set, and she'll autograph it any way you want her to. She takes PayPal and will ship the sets out the next working day. So go to her website, TravelerPelton.com, for all the details. In the meantime, her latest books are available as e-books or paperbacks from Amazon and Books A Million. This month's new book is called To Protect One's Own. It's book seven in the Ob- as the Oberlin generations continue the story of the overachieving Oberlins with all the action, political intrigue, and hard science fiction that her fans have come to expect. Noah Kahn and their families attempt to get ready to appear before the Joint Congressional Committee to testify and to sort out the damage caused by the Brotherhood. Violet's old nemesis, Obsidian, shows up and suddenly just driving to Washington requires a military escort. While back at home at the retreat center, Bravo Company has lost their minds. They're trying to kidnap the Oberlin children. How do you protect your family when the whole world has gone mad? Don't forget Traveler Pelton on Amazon. And those of you who have been keeping up with Diane Moat, she just keeps on keeping on. The third book in her Sam Holden series, who is our favorite vigilante, is called Dog Bones. Sam's quest to avenge abused animals is threatened when the FBI comes after her on one side and the commissioner wants her dead on the other. Will her double life be exposed? Will Sam be able to protect the animals, her friends, and herself? Check out Dog Bones by Diane Moat everywhere ebooks are sold. And if you haven't started the series yet, Go to Amazon and check out Dog Gone. That's the first one in the series. Finally, but not least, author Howard Levine has a new book out called Last Gasp. Fred Tadishi's niece is dead, one of thousands of victims of a terrorist attack which has been laid at the feet of Islamic radicals by a right-wing U.S. government. Frank, based on a chance encounter, is one of the very few people who question the government's explanation. He's a Vietnam veteran who wants nothing more than to live without further controversy or conflict. Can he and his grieving brother, Rob, a detective with the NYPD, obtain the necessary evidence to uncover the truth in the face of scorn and incredibility? Can they overcome their long-term estrangement to work together, given that they are putting their lives in danger? In last gasp, a novel that resonates with today's politics, the answers to these questions unfold in a way that mingles personal and societal issues and intertwines the past and present while moving relentlessly forward. Check that out. Howard Levine, The Last Gas, Amazon. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, I want to welcome some ladies that I have had the joy and the pleasure and the honor of, of being on some of their shows. They've been on my show before. We just keep passing each other back and forth like a bouncing ball. The And I Thought ladies, Jade and Wilnona, and they brought a friend. And it's always fun when people bring friends because I get to, to get to talk to new people and I get to show them off to all of y'all and give them the exposure that, that we all appreciate. And her name is Erin Lee Daniels, and she writes Steamy romance. So, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, it is going to be a ladies' night. The End I Thought ladies started their journey with a simple thought that life is different from textbook or what society told them, but they missed some things. They forgot to teach everything needed to be a successful woman in today's world. The ladies came together to write a book about what they learned along the way throughout their lives. 
Stand, I thought ladies range in age from 26 to 62, but they all say they're 27 and hold it. I'm not sure what they're holding, but they're holding something. And they've done every sort of job and faced challenges involved at every level of life. They discussed everything from surviving domestic violence to throwing the perfect $20 party. Now, that is something I want to know how to do. Because when I throw a party, it costs me hundreds of dollars. Jay, well, Nona, Aaron, welcome to the show tonight. Thank you for having us. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Y'all are quite welcome. And, Aaron, I'm telling you, this, this is it's called off the chain for a reason, darling. So just <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> well, you know TGIF, right? We're we're gonna go out on a high note, Yvonne. We're gonna we're gonna uh, take care of some of that weekly fatigue. <laughs> Absolutely. So before we get started with Jade and Winona, Erin, tell me a little bit about yourself because we didn't get to talk about you much before we went live. So all I know is you write steamy romance, and and that <gasps> set the headset on fire. So yeah, yeah, we you know. Well, I'm I like you. I'm I'm uh, honored and privileged to to know the and I thought ladies. Um, that, that's just been a whole experience in and of itself. Uh, <laughs> um, as as you guys will will know. Um, and from there, it just formed into a, a very organic uh, friendship. And um, I've just, you know, I'm a fan uh, as, as well as a, an occasional colleague. We've worked on so many different uh, projects uh, together over the years and uh, just a good group of ladies, as you can attest to. So happy oh, yeah. to be here tonight with, with these guys. <laughs> okay, Jada Wilnona. Now, we got to catch up because y'all have been busier than long-tailed cats in a room full of rocking chairs. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of dodging. I hope I'm not doing that much dodging. This is Winona, by the way. And I mean, if I was, I think I would be skinnier than I am. So this is James. All right, put me in a room full of rocking chairs. <laughs> well, y'all have been traveling. Y'all have been doing book events. Y'all have been to Vegas. Oh, what Vegas was fun. Her? But, you know, I guess we can't tell you about it because what happens in Vegas? <laughs> you in Vegas? Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and that's the story you're going to stick with, right? No, you know, that's the story I'm going to stick with. Actually, I'm not going to stick with it. It was a really fun thing. We had a really great writer's retreat. I think we inspired some people. People inspired us. And really, we just got a great group together, and I think that they're going to do wonderful things. So let me ask you this, and and Aaron, I don't know if you were in Vegas or not, but you've been in the company of, of these wonderful women for a minute now. Is it a true statement to say that as women, we are more empowered and we are stronger when we lift up each other, support each other, and have each other's backs as opposed to the old adage of, backbiting and cattiness and putting each other down oh all of the above Yvonne (laughs) all of the above um you know there's a saying right a rising tide lifts all boats and I can't think of a truer statement you know to embody uh what you just said um one thing that that has always uh, struck me as amazing about you know Jade and Winona and the rest of the end I thought ladies is they have this ability to pull people into their project um, and that's something that you believe it or not you will not often find uh, in 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 the in the writing community in the authorpreneur uh, community which is something of a a mutation uh, from when you know us lovely ladies just used to sit in our rooms and journal. Uh, now it's very much uh, an enterprise. So the funnel kind of narrows, and you find people who want to grab a niche and claim it, but not these ladies. And, again, it embodies um, the the sisterhood, uh, the engagement, and the inclusivity that you're talking about. They want everyone in on it. Um, I think they've hit on a, a, a key element, which is the more voices um, that we include, those are the, the – the, the more opportunities we have to learn from each other, to grow from each other. Um, gone are the days when you just had your mom, your grandmother, and your sisters. It's, it's a global world we're living in, and, and what the And I Thought ladies are doing is reflection 
of that sort of extrapolation. You know, they're getting everyone in on it, and the result is we're all growing and learning more than we would have on our own. Jay, pick up on that. Absolutely, and thank you, Erin. That was so sweet. Like, what? <laughs> I, I, I think I need my tissue box. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, really, the wisdom, where there's a multitude of counselors, there is, there is wisdom. And so, with that being said, cattiness will get you nowhere. Listening will get you everywhere. Oh, nice. <laughs> And and being loyal is a true testament to honest friendship. No matter what path one is going down and no matter what happens, when we as women remain loyal to each other and then when the negative starts to creep in, we as a unit push it out, that empowers us so much. Absolutely. Um, this is Lenona. I'm going to say, when I was little, I, I had this weird thought that my parents are always going to be older than me, and I'm always going to be younger. So I'm going to need to get more wisdom. And when my sister came along, and then my really good friend Jade, I was like, between this, between us, we have, you know, years together. I mean, we'll never be as smart as my parents, but we'll at least have enough wisdom to outsmart them every once in a while. We've taken the exact same thing and we've put it into business because, as we said, we are 27 and holding, and being 27 and holding, you don't know everything. But there's someone out there who knows something that you don't know. And if you don't include Mm -hmm. them and don't give them a chance to have a voice in your circle, then you'll never know what they know. And they'll never be able to use what you know. I used to work for an engineer. And he was a very wise man. And he told me, he said, Yvonne, I don't know everything. Now, this was in a cotton mill in a very small town in northeast Georgia. And and, and you had all this machinery and you had all these inner workings and, and you needed all these different people with all different skill levels. And he says, I don't know everything, but I surround myself with people that do. Exactly. And then on top of it, like, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back to the message of our actual book, still Winona, by the way. Uh, we when we were writing, one of the things that we kind of tripped upon, but we thought it was kind of cool, was with our first book, we had a 25 year old between a 25 year old and a 55 year old writing with us, and then we were all at different stages of life. But we found that other 25 year olds bought the book to read what she had to say. And because they were reading what she had to say, they learned what we had to say and what older people had to say. And they were like, oh, it's so cool. It's so knowledgeable. It's so." And they're like, how did you guys do it? And it's like, well, we listened, and now you've listened to them too. So when we continued on with the series, that's what we want people to do is listen and learn from other people's mistakes. So you don't have to make those mistakes. You can make new ones and <laughs> teach us about those. <laughs> No, it's, 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 it, Winona, it's, I mean, that's so true. And, and, and like you said, you know, touching on the fact that, you know, people are coming in at different life stages and the series very much reflects that. I think it gives young people, because we often, uh, you know, tend to look at, at millennials or people who are younger than us, speaking for myself, people who are younger than us as not having much to bring to the table because they lack experience. But what they do have is is sort of a forward thinking uh, mentality. So it's it's very much a situation where they're looking ahead to where they want to be. But that's valuable information for people who have been there, because human nature doesn't change that much. But but the times certainly do change, and there's no better way to to capture those those dynamic changes than to listen to to people you know, who are different stages of life. And uh, that, that, that's very important. No, no, no real replacement for listening to everyone at the table. If I may jump back in there after you, Aaron, real quick again, Winona, I'm, I'm going to stop being a chatterbox. I mean, I am the narcissist. I am the narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that is exactly why 
when it came down to like a pressure point kind of thing, uh, uh, and there was a deadline looming ahead, and it was 48 hours to go. I called Aaron and Christine, but I called Aaron mostly because she's awesome and she has this. I had this forward. I uh, had a forward thinking, uh, work writing, and she had the know-how how to make it work. So between the two of us, we were able to push out a book. So in 48 hours, in fact, it was it was pretty awesome. It was a pretty once once we got into it. Um, again, um, with with intuitive writing, and I absolutely want to thank Winona for that. The characters will tell you where they want to go. They will tell you what story you know they want you to share. Um, and oh, if you're willing yeah. to listen, it, it can happen, and it's a pretty magical experience. <laughs> Lots of calls. I had tr- I had I had trouble writing a book because I wanted to write it the way I wanted to write it, and the character was going, "No, uh, we're going to shut down until you listen to us." And so I fought with him for a couple of days. I finally said, "Okay, you win. Write it any way you want to write it. Just put me in the right direction." That is amazing. <laughs> no, that I said almost the same thing word for word to my husband. I said, "Blake, they're not speaking to me. They're, we're not on speaking terms." And <laughs> You know, you have to realize, well, they can't, you can't, you know, you can't hear them because you're, you're trying to, to dictate the story. So I, I love that, Yvonne. I love that. Yeah, it, it I'm was, not, it was. Like, a, Yvonne, I've been in your shoes and I did it. I, I was stubborn. I'm a real uh, stubborn person. Once she gets her mindset, it's over. So for seven <laughs> years, I made those people work. I got through chapter, I'm on chapter 21 and that story still wasn't working. And then I gave in and, and now I'm almost done. I'm real mad that they won, but I had to get in. I had to. But you have to remember, it's their story. We're just a facilitator. Mhm. Mhm. Absolutely. And they're gonna, and, and they're honestly, gonna, yeah. They're gonna write it the way they want to write it, or it won't get written. <laughs> so true. I can. I'll raise a glass to that. It's very true. <laughs> very true. <laughs> You're looking at the screen, and it's looking back at you like, well, we can do this the easy way. We can do this the the hard way, or we can do this my way. And if you want to get this book out, then you will just shut up and just write what we tell you to write. Here, here. <laughs> and then, here, here. Then, they, then they start fighting amongst themselves over who's going to be the most dynamic character in the book. Mm-hmm. Oh, my, my favorite one is when you introduce a character and you're like, it just popped up and you're like, oh, my goodness, they work here. And then <laughs> six books later and you recognize that they're like one of the main characters now or you didn't mm-hmm. even mean you want to kill. You keep wanting to kill them off because I write genre. Um, I write a mystery genre as well. And I'm like, I just want to kill them off. I just want to kill them off. And, and they, they just want to kill them die. off. And then they won't die. And then <laughs> like, you get people writing back going, Jason I like this and character. And you're like, now you have to live. <laughs> yep. I understand that. I've had a character I wanted to kill off for years and he's still alive. <laughs> he's a survivor. I, I, or something. Maybe he just wants to torment me. I don't know. <laughs> we all need our, our muse and that, that our muse that that helps us write and we're like, Yay, we're happy you're here and our muse that torments us and we're like, Why are you still here? But it's Still, both sides are both very creative. I'm getting tongue-tied. I'm going to hand the phone to Jade and just let her talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, sadly, my muse went to sleep for a couple of years, but I hope it's coming back because in the middle of my show last night with um, Garrett Parm, uh no, not before last, with, with Julie Morgan, uh, I had a, a thought for a new book, and the, the characters wanted me to stop and write everything down, and I'm saying, I can't do this. I'm in the middle of a show. So just uh-huh. put a lid on it for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, you can't do it. You know, that's, you. It's, it's really funny because Winona, I always, I always used to have, like, little scraps of paper all around, like, in the car and stuff, because when it hits, it hits. And just write it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very true. A live radio show, and we yep. wind up we wind up talking about Bugs Bunny and drag is a vampire. <laughs> that's about right. That's, <laughs> that's about right. <laughs> that's about how it does it. <laughs> now I know y'all see that visual, right? Yes, yes we do. 
well that's hilarious well, well, then, then we're talking about Elmer Fudd saying, "I'm gonna go stab the the silly wabbit," and talking about Daffy Duck being a vampire. And then after the show, all these people are sending us drawings that they have done of Elmer Fudd and Bugs Bunny as vampires. Oh, that's awesome! So that's I know people were awesome. listening. <laughs> That is, that's borderline amazing. That's pretty cool. That's borderline insanity, Erin. Let's just call it like it is. (laughs) I don't know. It sounds like night three of a five-day Vegas trip to me. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Little birdie told me. Uh Uh-huh. Not going to call it. So that's what you do in Vegas, uh, uh, Erin. That's what you do. Huh. You got to come the next time. (laughs) It, It may or may not have been awesome. Uh, <laughs> and how much you know, you'll never know, know but I tell you there's some security footage of it. <laughs> well, well I can tell you now for sure there are some things bleach cannot get out. That ball gown will never be the same. Uh oh. Uh oh. Did I, but I just want to know one thing. Did you hide the bodies where they couldn't be found? Of course, we are My- writers after all. And oh, my, client. <laughs> my client says that ha- if if there were bodies, my client would be certain that these alleged bodies would have been buried quite quite decently. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, and and she apologizes. <laughs> she apologizes if that offends you. <laughs> and if it does offend you, then I suggest you read her next mystery book and then write a review about it. Not on Amazon. Just you know, email it. Here, exactly. here. <laughs> Absolutely. Ladies, we're going to take a quick break and and pay some bills. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason. And as I said, it's a ladies' night tonight with romance author Erin Lee Daniels and with the And I Thought ladies, Jade and Will Nona. And I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts because the last half of this show is going to get even more wild. We will be right back. Best-selling and award-winning author of true crime and crime fiction, Yvonne Mason is back with a brand new book, The Pink Canary, a book that delves into the life of a drag queen and a marvelous whodunit. You can find this and all of Yvonne's other works on Amazon.com or find Yvonne Mason on Facebook and Twitter. You're going to kill me. Buy your copy of Pink Canary now. Do you have cougars on your porch swing? Are horses your new best friend? Do your nicest shoes get buried knee-deep in snow as your toes turn blue? Are you bothered by wolves at your woodpile? No, not that kind of wolf. Join wildlife artist and author Nancy Quinn and her family as they discover an exciting new life in Go West, Young Woman. A True Montana Adventure, available online and in bookstores. Or visit QuinnWildlifeArt.com for a personalized signed copy. Critics agree, it's a hoot. This is Jade. And this is Winona. Wow, it's been a busy summer. Yes, we have new books. I think we have a new audio book. And I thought the voice was bad with other life lessons. Why is that title such a mouthful? I don't know, but you can hear that mouthful on Audible and on iTunes now. And that will take you through Life Changes, the highs and lows of it, through pop poetry and the literary life guide. So remember to check us out. And no, I don't mean a once over, but then my narcissism said, well, maybe check me out once. And then look at the rest of the website at andrethought.com. You can check out the podcast and the YouTube channel and everything that we're doing on that website, andwethought.com, just in case you didn't get it the first time. Oh, my goodness. So we're going to say bye from Winona and Jade and our website. Okay, is this going to be like a running gag? Yup. Andwethought.com. Bye-bye. Tune in to Off the Chain Radio, December 5th to meet the founders of Be Unique Magazine, a nonprofit, digital, interactive publication that's free to read online. Nothing but positive vibes and stories about amazing humans who are making a difference in our world. With more than 50 volunteers from a dozen different countries within the first three months, this organization has caught the world by storm. Want more information? Visit beunique.com. 
B-U-N-E-K-E.org. B-U-N-E-K-E.org. Germany, 1938. Charlotte, a young girl of 15, wanders into Georg's cobbler's shop to have her shoes repaired. Georg, enamored by Charlotte's charm and grace, decides then and there that he's going to marry her. But they must keep their love a secret from family, friends, and, most importantly, the Nazis. Follow along as Georg's pursuit of the young Charlotte results in the couple traveling a heart-stopping, winding route to stay one step ahead of the Gestapo in their escape from Nazi Germany, with a surprising twist along the way. If you like history and romance, don't miss Good Things Always Happen in Springtime by Joanne Fisher. Available at www.joannesbooks.com. Juliana is a middle-aged housewife in Toronto with a career, a husband that has little interest in her well-being, and three children. In the evenings, she gets on her computer and chats with people around the world. When she gets involved with Aaron and Bobby, her life becomes a pinball, bouncing around her husband, her job, her children, and her two online friends. She's bewitched by the romantic poetry of Aaron, but the honesty and kindness of Bobby bring her all the way to California. Watch for the ironic twist of fate that takes her in a direction she never expected. If you like spicy romances, don't miss With All of Me by Joanne Fisher, available at www.joannesbooks.com. Fiore is a young Italian woman engaged to be married, but her plans are interrupted by a charismatic Sebastian, a handsome middle-aged Spanish businessman. Her beauty strikes him like a thunderbolt sent by the goddess Venus herself. When she's given a peculiar gift, a Spanish doll, she's thrown into a whirlwind of entangled passion, money, secrets, and love. Their romance sparks in a charming little Italian town located on the southern part of Lake Garda in northern Italy and takes them around the globe. What happens when her life is suddenly shattered by a lifelong secret? Her Spanish doll will bring you to a Caliente Spain and a romantic Italy, adding some spice along the way. Available at www.joannesbooks.com. And we are back. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my guest tonight, the And I Thought Ladies, Jade and Wilnona, and hot, hot romance author, Erin Lee Daniels. Okay, ladies, we're back. Now let's on to the good stuff. Erin, let's talk about your hot romances. How'd you come come about it? What brought it on? And how steamy are they? Well, (laughs) they're they're steamy. We're we're giving the ladies more steam than, than, you know, they're getting from those uh, Black & Decker irons. We're giving them (laughs) the good steam here. (laughs) Uh, But but I was uh, so... I, well, it's, I think like a lot of uh, writers, I've been writing from a young age, um, but this sort of happened actually because of a writing challenge. I was part of a writing group online, and we had this sort of a Sunday snippet uh, thing where we would just do a few lines of flash fiction. Um, the The group leader would give us five or six words, that's all, and we had to kind of run with it. Um, and no matter what genre I thought I wanted to write in, I always went towards romance. So uh, going with the flash fiction model, I realized I didn't want to let the characters go. Or or rather, as you said, they didn't want to let me go. Um, And that's just kind of where it started. And it took off from there. And it's been been amazing. It's been amazing. So what are the titles of your books? Uh, my, My first novella is, Black Beauty and the Billionaire, and the second novella uh, in that contemporary series is Black Beauty and the Rancher, because we all love a good cowboy romance, Um, and there's one more in the series, it's it's forthcoming, uh, but eventually it will be uh, several uh, trios, so the books will be in sets of threes, but they'll cover different time periods, um, from medieval 
history all the way going forward to science fiction, uh, just to kind of give everyone uh, a little bit of, of wherever their taste might lie. So I'm really enjoying it, and reception's been pretty good so far. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Will, Nona, and Jane. Yeah. Y'all right. Y'all right. I'm going to call them survival books as well as mysteries. But y'all mm-hmm. have written some great books on how to survive divorce. I'm not sure if you've written on how to survive stupidity. That might be a thought. Bourbon. <laughs> Lots of bourbon. Copious amount. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> laughter. Lots of laughter. We, um... We've written a book called And I Thought Being Grown Up Was Easy. So I, I'm hoping that most of our stupidity ends in our youth. So uh, I guess we've written about how to survive stupidity. But if you're full grown and you still need to survive stupidity, laugh. I suggest laughing, and I also suggest the cocktail soirees and LBD of the mystic side. <laughs> well, there there are some there are some people that that really should should know better in some of their behavior. I mean, it's not like they haven't been around the block once or twice at least, but they have not yet learned the definition of insanity, and that is you keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. Mm -hmm. I have no tolerance for that because once, (laughs) once they've come to me twice, that's one time too many. Either change your ways or shut up about it. Don't be bothering me. I have to say, Yvonne, that that, you know, on the surface, that sounds, you know, unkind or uncaring or unsympathetic. But we're grown women. We want to be treated as such. So we have to behave as such. And I think Amen. that it's, it's very true. And, and I think that the worst thing you can do to a friend um, who, again, like you said, is doing the exact same same thing and expecting a different result or outcome. The worst thing you can do is enable that insanity. The worst thing you can do is give them a false sense of, oh, well, next time it'll be better. Well, it will if you change your method. Um, mm-hmm. If you want a different cake, then you've got to add different ingredients. So I completely uh, wholeheartedly agree with what you're saying. And who better than a close friend to, to really you know, give it to you straight? I'm going to be well, real salesy. Here, this is one on. I'll be like, and if you can't find a friend, you know, pick up an and I thought book. But also, as friends, as friends, and I uh, think as you agree, you'll find yourself among friends if you do. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's true. But as not... friends, I think you need to be open to that. You know, like some people tell you things in love, and we have to understand that some things are like they told it to you straight, but they told it to you straight because they love you. Like mm-hmm. they, they told it mm-hmm. to you falsely one time. And then you didn't get it, and then they told it to you straight. And don't stay mad at that person if they did it in love. Well, let me me give you a prime example. A friend of mine was at my house, and this was right after my husband had died, and she was cutting my hair and getting me ready for the service. And I I had heard rumors. I'd heard rumors from from both sides. He had told me, and then I'd heard rumors, and then she told me that, Things were not as they should be, and she told me that he was abusive to her, and they were. She didn't know what to do, and I kept hearing it, kept hearing it, and I finally said, "Look, you need to dump his ass." What <laughs> <laughs> so, <and> done? <laughs> exactly. So she goes home and tells him, and he tells all of our friends that I told her to dump his ass, trying to turn our mutual friends against me. And I said, yeah, and I will tell him to his face. She needs to dump his ass, but he will not Mm. face me. He sends me a nasty little text message that I still have, and I never answered it. But later when I talked to her, because she called me whining and crying again, I said, I told you once, I'm going to tell you one more time, don't call me again about it, dump his ass. And I will tell Mm -hmm. him that I told you to dump his ass. Straight, straight, no chaser. Love it. Right, absolutely <laughs> no chaser. I'm like, ooh, love it. Burn going down a little bit. Feel it well, burn. Not, I don't. Then I don't love them both, but they're destroying themselves and each other, and and they right. keep doing the same stupid things over and over again and expect a different result. 
I don't deal in stupidity. I don't have time for it. Exactly. Well, it becomes contagious if you, you know, if if you start, if you kind of get into that negative uh, toxic cycle, um, not only is it, you know, it's not going to fix their situation, but it, it puts you in a, in a very, uh, a not great place as well. So again, um, I, I mean, I, I, I heard uh, someone had an etiquette question once and they said, well, how do you know when is, when is it polite to tell someone that something's wrong, like something's wrong with them. Um, like, you know, maybe their zipper's broken or they have lipstick on their teeth, et cetera. And the answer was kind of surprising. And it was, you know, in the situation, if they can do something about it, then no matter how bad it is, it is the right and polite thing to do to tell them. Exactly. If it's something they cannot do anything about, then it's not polite to tell them in that situation because they can't change it and they have added anxiety. And I think the same thing can be said, you know, with, with people in our lives that we see going through these, these mistakes over and over. You know, we know if it's something that can, okay, can be fixed or if it can't. But if it's something that they can actually change, we're not doing them any favors if we, if we don't tell them. If we don't and, tell and, them. and when they keep coming back and repeating the same story over and over again and they expect a different answer from me, they're not going to get it. I'm not going to say, well, you know, if you just stay with him, it's going to get better. Or if you just right. put up with his stupidity, it will get better. Or if you just go stand in a corner and don't open your mouth, it will get better. I've been there. It doesn't get better. It gets worse. It gets worse. Exactly. It gets worse. Jump in, ladies. Jump in, Jade Mulnona. Guys are covering bases like all get out. So I'm like, all right. I was just listening. I was getting listening. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, since we're 27 and holding, it's the least we can do. But as for the abuse thing, I, I believe we all know that when someone is stuck in a relationship like that, they are stuck in the thought process that it can get better and it can improve. I'm going to go with, like, an addict right now. You know that you have to let that person hit rock bottom before yep. they really look at their situation. It is the exact same thing when you're addicted to love to the wrong person. Until you open your eyes, any advice that is given is just words. It's just words that go in. And that's one of the reasons we wrote the books is because poetry is something that sticks with you. Back of your mind. Because we still remember all the nursery rhymes and they all rhyme. And sometimes mm-hmm. we remember five times five equals 25, you know. Something like that, a song like that. So when you are having, when you have this, you can think of a couplet. You can think of a few rhyming words that actually might be able to wake you up. I'm just saying it's somewhere in the back of your mind. I know that you have friends telling you, and you have the you have Lifetime telling you for crying out loud if you've ever seen Lifetime <laughs> telling you all day long. But maybe, maybe this this added level of of making it in a lighter a lighter medium, a lighter platform of poetry can help you remember the, who you are, what you want to be, make you see something different. And they're like songs. Exactly. Yes. And they're like, and poetry has the ability. I mean, a friend can give you a ten-minute lecture, but poetry breaks everything down into something that's digestible. Um, and like you said, it becomes the message becomes portable. You take it with you, even when you don't really realize it. You you've absorbed it. Uh, you know, because, you know, again, it is like a song. So um, I, I think it's a pretty brilliant concept. And it applies to you the way that you want it to apply. Reading mm-hmm. someone else's words on someone else's story, you can be like, well, that's them. And you see this is different, and this little detail is different. But when it's poetry, it gets, it goes into your mind. And so it only applies the way that you need it to apply or want it to apply because it's open for interpretation. So, so however true. you get is how it's going to affect you. And, and that, the thing, I'm going to guard here and be like, can I read some? Yes, please. Really? Oh, oh yay. <laughs> I am, since we're talking about abuse, I guess I have to read the abuse one, and I did not plan on doing that. Well, I think you should, uh, because it, this is something that is not 
about in the heat of the moment and then it's forgotten. You know, way back when, when the football players were all abusing the girlfriends and all the celebrities mm-hmm. got on the bandwagon, and then it all went south. You know, it was exactly. the, the flavor of the, the month, mm-hmm. and then it all went south. And the women so, yeah. who are living with this nightmare, it, that nightmare doesn't go away just because the news cycle has moved on to something else. Exactly. Um, and I'm a I'm a big believer in, you know, sort of, you know, organic fate, if you will, um, not to get all hippy-dippy, but I believe things happen for a reason. And, and like you said at the beginning of the show, Yvonne, your conversations, your show, it goes where it wants to go. So I can't help but feel that there must be someone out there who really needs to hear this right now. I agree. That's, I agree. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That just puts a ton of pressure on me. Thanks for that. <laughs> that needs to hear this, pay attention real close because I might mess it up. <laughs> She'll get the gist of it. <laughs> it's called Old College Try. Book studying and getting down to business, putting on a little chubbiness. Classes, friends, choosing to study, learning how to define me. Frat, sorority, and the occasional party. Experiencing college freely. Boyfriends, girlfriends, learning boys from men. And then I met you with that wavy hair and great eyes. Now my friends say you can't love him. A compliment shouldn't make you cry. I have no answer, but I know I'll give this my the old college try. To study, I to, to you, I study to become unsmart, but this is a matter of the heart. To my friends, you don't understand. It's me, not the man. If I correct what's wrong, he'll see clearly. Then he can love the improved me. I'm trying to explain what makes good sense. Y'all's opinion is making this relationship tense. So stop acting like you don't see the flaws. I'm tired of your pretense. I know how to improve. The ball is in my court. It's my move. Study harder. He'll see I'm not stupid. Stop looking at other men. He's the best offering from Cupid. Have fake hair just a little longer. I can't forget the eyelashes. Have a rounder booty that looks like acorn squashes. I need to plump my lips and fill out my hips. For my eyebrows, I buy black or dye. He doesn't control me. I'm giving it the old college try. My grades are slipping, and I don't know why. I sit alone at night waiting. Cry. I know you don't hit me, but somehow I feel you lie. I toy with the idea of trying to die. I'm existing on this earth for what? For why? I'm not good enough for a reward in the sky. You're not abusive. That I'll animately deny. But when you speak your words, they sting. They sting like lie. At my dorm and wait, you lie. You tell me I'm so pretty. And then I'm pretty. But note the females as they pass by. I failed again. I say with an inner sigh. I promise you, I'm giving it a better old college try. I drink only water. I lost the weight. Yes, just by a quarter. I don't eat, but you insist on my diet. I cheat. I don't see fat, but you pointed out like that. I make sure to do extra study, but I never learn supposedly. I ask you, what else? Could be wrong with me. My college try is just, oh, oh, so meagerly, and you don't seem to notice the true me. Now you have your master's degree and a wife that wants more as she cheats, steals, and lies. My suggestion to you, give her the old college try. That is powerful. Oh, my God. Well, you wow. picked my favorite poem, and I, I'm speechless. Whatever. The one no you wrote is better in this book. No, this is, by the way, one. it came from, I thought I did my journey alone, a compilation, and she wrote, Erin Lee wrote in this book, and so she, she did a great job. That is, wow. It, it always was, and it still is one of my, it just resounds. I, every time I hear it, it's like for the first time, especially the line. You told me I was pretty, and then I was pretty. There's so much there. There's so much there. I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm speechless. It wasn't a reality for her until he said it. 
that line always sticks with me, and and I just wish I could just take those lines and go on a tour across the country. <laughs> it says so much. Oh. In fact, y'all need to do a banner or, or do something and put it on your website and on your Facebook page using that line because that is the entire thing in a nutshell of women who are abused. They they define their lives mm-hmm. by the men in their lives instead of their own net worth because those men have stolen it. Absolutely. They, I, they can I only see themselves really through that lens. I think like sucking it out because it, it takes a lot of time. And they're very good at it. So I yes, always think they are. like like a hummingbird taking the, the honeysuckle from the honey, if a, or the honey, the, the pollen from a honeysuckle. They got to stick their beak all the way in and do it instrumental like and with great precision and then suck it all out and then move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they never, and they never think they've done anything wrong. They are true narcissists. And, and that poem is so perfect because it explains. So <laughs> Yeah, it explains the mentality that women who are victims, I am no longer a victim. I am a survivor. I came through that dark tunnel a little worse for the wear, but I'm still here. And I made myself a promise that there would never be a man, a boy, a child, a female, there would never be anyone else that abused me again because I am stronger for what he did to me. Mm-hmm. And I thank him for it. It's amazing because you never actually know your strength or the strength of your friends until you have to get through that. And Jade stood by me, so the strength of her is amazing. I consider her to be a skyscraper. I'm not a skyscraper, you guys. Not. She's <laughs> the quiet storm. No, she's absolutely nothing. Jade is nothing. absolutely, absolutely the quiet storm. She is <laughs> solid as a rock. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, 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 luckily, I, I guess God knew that I had been through enough, so he he gave me the most beautiful man in the world. And while our time was limited. It it more than than made up for all those years of abuse. He oh. he he was so humble, so kind, so intuitive, and he knew that the triggers. That is beautiful. And he never he wouldn't push those triggers. I want to um, over here. We would like to read something in in, in honor of that. Okay. If that's okay. Oh, cool. I don't know if I should read the whole one. Then we're going to read this. We should read, okay, all right. So we're going to skip the sad part, okay? So I'll let okay. You <laughs> so in honor of, of you and and, and Mr. Jack, this is the one that we, um, this is the one I wrote because my mother had passed away, and I think it's just, like, perfect for that. So it's to our late, great, and beloved. We see your footprints cemented in our life. We know they don't continue on and on. But where you stopped is where we begin. Know your influence will never end. Our foot don't fit in your imprints because we have so far to go. Before we grow to fill them, we are the hope of both yours and ours. We understand we are your legacies, your statues, your towers. Live in this every second and minute, culminated into ours, written by the hearts and grief of all those who've lost someone. And you are doing an amazing job, Miss Mason, of doing this. Thank you, sweetheart. That was beautiful. That was absolutely, and I love that. That is 
And it is true. It is so, it is. so true. And I think it, it kind of also, it touches on, well, it, it reinforces what you were saying, Yvonne, about, you know, after you're out of that cycle, after you've gotten to a place of, of wholeness and healing, you know, having the, the trust to, to find the right one, the right love, the, the right support. And I, Yvonne, I love the fact that you didn't emphasize, you emphasized how much he loved you, how much he believed in you. You did not say he made you love yourself. You no. had already reached that point. You couldn't have been able to benefit from that relationship or, or the beauty of it had you not found the strength to get out of the prior situation. So, and often I, I see people who keep, you know, repeating the same mistakes because they'll free themselves only to look to redefine themselves with someone new. And like oh. you said, you know, insanity is repeating the same mistakes. <laughs> but you emphasized how much he loved you. Winona emphasized, you know, how much, you know, her, her loved one, you know, uh, showed her love that gave her strength after she was gone. So it's what these wonderful people are contributing to our lives. But they, it, it's not a situation where they are giving us the strength to love ourselves. That's all on us, sweetie. That's all on us. Absolutely. They don't give us back our voice, but they hold up a microphone. Yeah. And so we can be heard now. That's so true. And Y'all, I feel like a horrible person continuously bringing this back to, like, books and marketing and stuff. I feel like I'm the salesperson pitch. And, you know, they're going to have a ton of comments talking about, well, Nona should never talk again. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, well, who is the salesperson in the background? <laughs> so, with that being said, with that being said, I need for y'all, because we're running out of time, ladies, I need for y'all to real quick tell where you can be found, where your books can be found. Winona and, and Jada, will start with you, and then Erin, you jump in right behind them. Okay. <laughs> you can always find everything your ladies are doing at www.andwethought.com. Or if you're in the Florida area, you can come on out December 8th, and we will see you with Mr. Vaughn Mason at Authors in a Box. At the Indian River Mall. Okay, Erin, where can you be found, my sweet friend? I can be found on uh, Amazon.com, Erin Lee Daniels, uh, author page, uh, author of Black Beauty and the Billionaire and Black Beauty and the uh, Rancher. And that's black with a Q, -Q B-L-A-Q-U-E. Uh, and I can also be found on Goodreads.com, uh, Erin Lee Daniels uh, on Goodreads.com. And, and y'all know the book that with Erin Lee Daniels will be able to be found on andwethought.com and barnesandnobles.com, and that's going to be very soon, be in the next, like, two weeks. And that's going to be called A Foreign Coffee, A Lady's Tale. And thank you, Erin, for putting that in. And it, on that mo- note of Merry finding yourself, <laughs> that's exactly what that book is about, is finding yourself not in love, but finding how to love yourself first. And with that, y'all don't hang up when the show goes dark. But I want to thank everyone for being here tonight. I want to thank Erin Lee Daniels and the Andy Thought Ladies, Jade and Wilnona. Check them out. As as the narcissist one says, check her out once and then check out their <laughs> books. Uh, we will be back tomorrow night with author Taylor Dawn, and then we will start again next Wednesday night. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening. Mary Brotherton, my darling friend with Be Unique Magazine, thank you for listening in because you are always, always on top of things. I will bring the girls back because we had such a good time this time. I will make sure that they do come back, all three of them, because we make a great foursome, the four of us do. But remember this, ladies and gentlemen, you're all on a journey. And when you're out and about during this silly season, your retail people are very tired, and it's only going to get worse. You know, the people that rings up your sales, that rings up your groceries, that rings up your packages, that takes your returns when you're pissed off because it's the wrong size, shape, or whatever – Be nice to them because they work hard. I've been there. Smile at them. Be kind to them. And remember this. If you want to achieve greatness, do not ask permission because you're already great. Go out and do it. With that being said, I want to thank the ladies again for joining us. I am your host, Yvonne Mason. 
This is Off the Chain, and we will return tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern Time with our guest, Taylor Dawn. So join us for another fun-filled hour. Okay, ladies, um, Jaden will not know this. Erin, you may not know this. When we get off the phone, mm-hmm. I will put the archive show up on my page. And if you're not my friend, will you friend me so that I can tag you? And I'm going to tag the girls. And what y'all do is y'all take this show and you run with it. You post it everywhere. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That is, That's cool. That, yes. <laughs> That is my gift to you. Now, tomorrow, this show goes up on iTunes and YouTube, FM.com, TuneIn Radio. It goes up on two podcasts on iHeartRadio. It goes up on Spreaker, on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, on Reverb Nation, and several other sites that I don't put it up on a third party does. So that's you always have awesome layout. <laughs> so what? Who's the Jay? baby in the background? Who's the, who's the oh, four-legged my, baby? That's my bratty Maltese. Oh, he's, what's it, her boy or girl? It's a little boy, and he's barking at ghosts. I guess Jack's come to visit. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I feel so much better because at one point, my Catherine got started up, and I was like, "Oh, great." Oh great! And I my my niece came and and rushed her out of the room, but she got in her little two cents there, so I feel better. <laughs> well, if yeah, it's live radio, strange things happen on live radio. I don't even worry about it. <laughs> okay, okay, I I feel better. I feel better. But don't worry at all about it. But um, when it when I put it up on Spreaker and SoundCloud, I will also tag y'all. So that y'all can um, go and pass it along and have fun with it. And it goes up on, on like I said, on two po- podcasts on iHeartRadio. It goes up on Southern Chats with Yvonne Mason. And it goes up on Off the Chain. And iHeart, these podcasts can be heard on Sirius Radio in your car now. Oh, oh that's right. That's right. Oh, and I'm glad to hear about SoundCloud because my, my niece, all they're all into SoundCloud, so I'll be happy to give that to her as well. well and you know where our podcast is on SoundCloud, right? Our first yeah. one. Yeah, like our early day ones. We don't do it anymore, but yeah. The early day ones were The early day ones were fun. It was when we actually were, drank and, and then talked. Yes, and <laughs> there was always, Jade always had tea. <laughs> I always had tea. Always. 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 And I had my honey chamomile. I was right there with you, girl. <laughs> so, Jaden, Winona, I will see y'all next Saturday. Yeah, I know, and it's really exciting because where we live in Maryland, it's going to have snow, and we're going to be in warm weather. So I'm going to take all kinds of pictures and be like, ah, ah I'm warm, and you're not. Right, well, I'm glad to hear about Southern Chats. Um, I, I'm from originally from North Carolina, so I'm gonna check that out. I'm from Georgia. Oh, my brother. He well, he lived in Savannah. He's in he's in uh, Bluffton now, but he was in Savannah for years. I grew up in in North Carolina, so yay! See, we love it. Southern Gentil ladies. There you go. All four of us just Southern Gentil ladies. Yes, ma'am. All day, every day. <laughs> Bless their hearts. <laughs> but, right. Which means they're And it's done so well. Bad, that's okay. <laughs> oh, it does my heart good because I don't, I live in New York now and I just don't hear any Southern accents. So when oh, we hey, go. Oh, come to my uh, house. You'll hear it all day long. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like, but no, it becomes like medicine though when you haven't heard it for so long. So I'm, I'm in a good place right now. I'll just tell you that. All right. See, well, this so I thank you, and thank you so much for, for having me, Yvonne. This yes, is a It's always a pleasure for having us, and I cannot wait to re- read your article in our magazine. Oh, well, thank uh, you. Yeah, thank you. I, I hope, it's, hope it's good. <laughs> it will be. It will be. Oh, wait. Both and of you guys are writing. Yes, yeah. But I don't know how yes. to get in contact with that guy. I was just going to write an article from things that I have pulled up about him. Oh, okay. Well, if you can't get in contact,
contact. We do have um, other nominees that are actually on the list that you can write an article about and do an interview with. And All right, send those to me. All right, cool. I'll send you one. Okay, Sounds honey, awesome. I'll- Thank you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to go eat dinner now. Yay, dinner. I, I'm going to say goodnight and, good night and, and mwah, thank you guys for everything. It was a blast. Miss Yvonne, it was a pleasure to meet you. I hope it won't be for the last time. Jay yeah, Winona. you're coming back. Y'all are oh. coming back. <laughs> oh, well, bless your heart. I'm happy to do so. Um, you guys okay. know how to get in touch with me. And happy holidays. I want to say that now and have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. 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 See you soon. Bye, ladies. Okay. Bye-bye.